Cuphead and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Happy Tuesday. We canceled the game last night due to scheduling conflicts with most people, so we'll try again next week. Give me another week to prep. Oh, boy. I've been thinking more and more about my convention game coming up. I was almost ready to drop it. It was Mutant Future. I talked about this on a live stream on Facebook yesterday, and I almost gave up on it because, I don't know, I started getting uninspired. I knew what I wanted to do, but thinking, starting to think, oh, why don't I just forget it and just enjoy the convention? But then I watched a movie, which gave me some ideas, and here we are again. You know, I always want to do something special for my players at a convention, and I don't always have the wherewithal to do that. It's something I like to plan ahead. It's it's nice. It helps with if you can do something that helps with the immersion. Now, I've seen a lot of setups. Mine's pretty simple. I've seen a lot of setups out there that go from quite interesting to absolutely fantastic. And uh, they have the... the they have the Dwarven Forge stuff. Well, Steve McCorney's going to be there. Of course, it's going to be Dwarven Forge stuff. Dwarven Forge or some other kind of pieces and things and minis and all that. And mine look pretty plain because I use a battle mat and tokens. Now, I'm trying to get away from the tokens. But I'm going to talk about that a little later in this. But I kind of want like to do something special every time. I just don't know how to go but like the the last time i did gangbusters i found somebody who did overhead views of classic 20s and 30s cars which i promptly printed out in color on cardstock and used them in the game and they worked very well they do work very well and this year i i don't know what i'm gonna do i really don't like drawing on a map but i'll probably end up drawing on a map because I just don't like having to get up and push people aside so I can draw the next thing they're going to see. But sometimes that's that's unavoidable. you got to do it. So that's one thing. And another thing, I'm thinking of, I don't know, it's just a little gesture. And I do use my tablet there with my music packed into it, whatever music is appropriate for whatever I'm running. Because I've got several... I've got several soundboard, pre-made soundboards that I made for different games. And so I'm going to have a lot of, say, Cajun blues and Zydeco music because it takes place in Louisiana after the bomb and all that. And I'm thinking of going to Party Galaxy and buying three or four packets of Mardi Gras beads and giving them to everybody just so to help them with the immersion, help them get into the story more. So we'll see what happens with that. But as far as the... I use tokens, okay? I, you know this. One-inch tokens. I've got a punch. I've had them printed out in color. I glue them to fender washers. And they seem to work all right. I've also got a big box. This is one of the few things the 4th edition has done right. I've got a big box of the D&D 4E Monster Vault. I bought this at half price books for about ten bucks. 
and it's a pretty thick box. It's pretty tall box and it's got not only the monster vault tokens in there but it looks like whoever had it before dumped a few more sets in there so it's like to the brim with tokens i've been thinking of moving into something like the ark knight series and i've been hesitating because i've made all these tokens but i don't know it just seems a lot nicer to put a something that's standing up on a solid stand and they're plastic and they've got really gorgeous artwork on them front and back but the buy-in i mean i know mini buy-in if i if i want to do it i probably go pre-painted minis because i've got minis i haven't even painted because it's just you know, that's a whole nother story why i didn't paint my minis it has to do with space and I want to, I'd like to get into that Arknight stuff, but like if I needed a core group, a core thing, it'd probably run like 250, 300 bucks. They had a booth last year at North Texas and I had to forcibly make myself leave because otherwise I would have dropped about 300 bucks right at that booth. And the, th and the, the shame is I could have done it, but at the same time, I'm going, come on, there's a lot of this stuff out there, and you've got tokens. You've got tokens. You don't need these. Well, maybe I don't want the tokens, but they do come in handy. Yeah, I have to re-glue some, but big deal, you know? The trouble with having a collection of whatever it is, miniatures, tokens, stand-ups, whatever, is you need a lot of them. I'm not talking about the... I'm not talking about the... the, the, the minis for the characters. You can always get a a group of characters, either painted or unpainted. Okay, this is your guy. Hey, he looks like my guy. Okay, fine. You got a guy with a bow? Here's a guy with a bow. You can use that. You got an elf with a with a, a sword? Here, here's an elf with a sword. That kind of thing. I'm I'm talking about the monsters. And it's it's really bothering to me where, say I want to do a squad of orcs. I've got one, maybe two orc minis. And so I've got to scramble for the rest of them. And I am not above using dice for minis, by the way, because I've got something like five pounds of dice scattered over things, and I could easily find dice that are different colors and things like that that would work that way. But I found a better way, and it all has to do with the tokens. Here's one thing I won't get rid of in my tokens. In the box of Monster Vault box, they do have tokens in one and two inch sizes that just say, they're green and they say monster. I like those. Because if I want a squad of orcs and I only got one or two middies, put the one or two middies out, then the rest say monster. That's the rest of the squad. They're numbered, too, if you want to use that. And you flip it over, it says monster with a splash of red. Like, okay, they're dead. All the monsters do that in there. So that's one good thing I like about the tokens is I could probably do... I could probably use a combination of those and the Arcanite stuff. So, and and besides, now I think I have a place to get rid of my tokens. <laughs> my grandson, Gage, has started running his own D&D, his own campaign with Swords and Wizardry. And I am really excited and proud of him. But he has to borrow some of my tokens to use them. If I can get into the Arcanite, if I can save up enough money to do that, I'm going to be, I'm going to pull the trigger on that and then just take them out and say, here, Gage, these are yours. You can use whatever. I've got them in those those yellow and black 
those cases you buy at the hardware store for nuts and bolts and stuff that that link together and you can set them up and tra- you set all the trays up i can even and then it's got a plastic lid that folds over even on the plastic lid i took a sharpie and marked which which bin had what monster in there and i never seem to have enough either always always something coming up i mean i got miscellaneous monsters in there too so i could probably use those but I at conventions, I'm always thinking, well, is that enough? Shouldn't I go with at least the Arcanite stuff? Because, you know, I think the game's a game, but I I don't want to I don't want to seem like cheap. I am cheap. Okay, fine, I'm cheap, but I don't want to I don't want to take away from the experience of the game. My Gangbusters games got a little elaborate. I got the tablet. I got those cars I told you about. Last year, Ring of Fire, I even made a... I'm, I thought of it as a old-fashioned film noir gangster boxing picture. So I printed up a couple of black and... I made up a black and white title card. And then I got the Warner Brothers Shield logo off of, I think, uh, Angels with Dirty Faces or something. And I recorded the intro to Angels, and I just put those, when we started, I just put the cards in there, and I played the thing. And I pulled it, it says, Ring of Fire, a first national production. And then we went on from there. That sets the mood right there, and it gets them more immersed. I like doing stuff like that. When I ran the, what I call the Moonshiner episode of Gangbusters, when the crooks were chasing, when the, the, the cops and the FBI and, the, and the, the prohibition agents were chasing the gangsters through the woods of Kentucky because they had just left a still, it was great because I had the sound effects, I had the guns, I had Foggy Mountain Breakdown playing in the background. And I just looped that. I've run part of this mutant future thing before. It takes place in Louisiana. There are these two NPCs called the Frog. I call the Frog Brothers. The Frog Brothers or the Toad Brothers? I don't remember. Maybe I got it off of uh, Lost Boys. I don't know. But I, I call them the Mud Brothers. That's them, the Mud Brothers. And they run around in a speeder like Luke Skywalker's land speeder. Because to me, the post-apocalypse happened after... It, after the 20 minutes in the future, the va- mankind had advanced futuristically to have hover technology and things like that. And they're going to the stars. I'm thinking like it happened sometime after Blade Runner, something like that. So they run around in a, in a, like I said, land speeder, like Luke Skywalker, only it's painted red with a Confederate flag on the top. So when they crash into something, you hear, you hear good old boys in the background from my tablet. You hear, you hear Waylon Jennings singing the theme from the Dukes of Hazard because basically they're mutant versions of the Dukes of Hazard that work for this one guy. So I have a lot of fun with that. That's the kind of thing I'm talking about, immersion. So I always wonder if I do enough for a convention. I mean, I try to do enough for my players too, but you know, we 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 know each other, and we can, once in a while I'll do something a little extra, especially if I'm play testing the thing for for the group. But anyway. That's my talk today, and so I'm going to go start my day. If you guys want to talk about this or anything else, you can drop me a line over at oldmangrognard at gmail.com, or you can send me a voicemail on Anchor. We are monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you can help support this program. Thank you, Jonathan, George, Wendell, Jessen, and Oliver Shriek for supporting my program. I appreciate that very much. So, until I see you guys next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. 
questions, comments, send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Thank you.